The one of one is missing. Uh-uh. I knew something was up. Pop, that's almost twice as much going for the same price. I just freaking love that Raider rookie logo. Doing more buying. Which one of these five quarterbacks has the worst set of pass catchers to throw the football to? Guess how much I sniped this for an auction. Number five, you dirty yep. animal. I'm telling you, these optic on-card autos are money. Huh? Huh? Football cards collecting and investing. We got the Super Bowl hype cycle coming up. We are talking also coaching carousel news. Does a change in coaching help out football card prices? Once again, his name is Andy. My name is Carter. And we are all a part of the NoOffSeason.com Sports Card Network. Make sure you check out everything that Paul Hickey and the crew are doing at NoOffSeason.com. And Andy, before we get into the Super Bowl hype cycle, what was the biggest takeaway this past weekend when it comes to Jim Harbaugh joining the likes of Justin Herbert? Yeah, well, immediately following the hiring, Justin Herbert's rookie cards sold volume, buy it now, best offer accepted, immediately vaulted to the top. He had over 600 buy it now, best offer sold rookie cards in that following 24 hours. He's still ranking just outside the top 10. In the past 24 hours, he had 127. And if you look at the comparable prices from before to after, a lot of them have gone back up to what Justin Herbert was at at the beginning of the season with all that wow. hype uh, coming in for the, their new offensive coordinator. So, yeah, now all of a sudden Justin Herbert uh, is very relevant right on the map because of Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, so it is interesting. One thing that he has going in his favor, Andy, is he's not had the dreaded Patrick Mahomes playoff loss, right? Like, he doesn't have that stench. Like, he's not really been there just yet. Uh, you know, for people that buy Justin Herbert and buy Lamar Jackson, they they feel scorned right now. They, they feel like they're never going to get there. And now a lot of people could say with Justin Herbert, well, he just didn't have the coach. So I, I think with Harbaugh coming in, who's one of the most successful football coaches of the modern era, people are starting to freaking believe. So I'm going to ask you, Andy. Do you believe? I I think that he could definitely have an impact, right? He's got a, a, a really high win to loss record in the NFL. We've seen what he's been able to do with like Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith before in the NFL. And he um, he's really good at deploying like a run heavy uh, scheme and um, yeah, bringing guys together, you know, bringing, bringing guys together, making them work together, which we know is so important in the NFL. So it's and and when I look at like how closely correlated a quarterback's rookie card value is to their win loss record, it does get me excited. So I believe that there could be some hype because I do think the Chargers are going to have a probably an easier than average opening schedule this next season after the way they finished this year. So that plus Jim Harbaugh plus some strengthening of the the team this off season could be. Um, an interesting recipe for some early September hype. And certainly a lot of people are going to draw these dots and it could lead to a lot more hype throughout the rest of this summer, as we've already seen in the first week after uh, the hiring. And another team that you are buying low on are the Atlanta Falcons. You believe 
with Raheem Morris, some new offensive coaches coming in as well. You 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 believe that that, that the Falcons can can get to another gear. Well, I love their their skill position players in Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and I'm very excited. So you know, you saw um, D'Amico Ryan's right come in to the Houston Texans this past year. Uh, they get a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud, but who was their offensive coordinator? It was Bobby Slowick, and I know he had some prior experience in the NFL, but they uh, Bobby Slowick did a a stint with Pro Football Focus (PFF), studying their analytics, getting to learn. Uh, their analysis system. And so Zach Robinson, the former Rams uh, quarterback coach that did also a period of time, a couple of years at Pro Football Focus between Ooh. coaching jobs, um, also is now the offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. So I think Raheem Morris, you know, he's got a little bit of a bad rep because of his head coaching time in Tampa Bay, but he's he was actually like super young and not a lot of experience. And we had a bad quarterback amongst a variety of other issues in Tampa. Um, and I think all things considered, Raheem Morris has been like, if you look at what uh, Jalen Ramsey has is, is, uh, tweeted about Raheem Morris, like he's a player's coach. The, co the players like playing for him. And I think that's what a head coach is, is supposed to do. Kind of like Dan Campbell, you know, Dan Campbell. And we, we could talk about Ben Johnson a little bit uh, too as well. But Raheem Morris bringing these guys together, they bring in Zach Robinson as their offensive coordinator. And this is exciting because this guy comes from Pro Football Focus. He comes from Sean McVay uh, system. So bringing the Sean McVay system with a twist, plus all his knowledge from Pro Football Focus, I think is going to be very exciting for the Atlanta Falcons. And I think they're going to have an easy schedule to open the season next year as well. So I think the Atlanta Falcons could be a lot better next year. Plus, we know that they're probably going to, uh, I would say, 95% chance. Some people will probably say no, 100% confidence. They're going to upgrade the quarterback position. So that leads a, a lot of room for upside for specifically guys that have had rookie cards out for a while, like Drake London and Kyle Pitts or pass catchers. Uh, but certainly Bijan, I mean, he's dipped a lot from where he was at earlier in the season. Yeah, so this is what's interesting, Andy. The experts, guys that watch all the film and also do all the fantasy data, even though the Falcons have not been a good offense, the experts still love Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and B. John Robinson a lot. They really, really, really do. They also still love Justin Herbert a lot. I mean, there are fantasy analysts that still rank uh, Justin Herbert as a top three quarterback in the NFL, which I don't agree with, obviously, but... Do you think all these people are just wrong? Probably not. They're going to be right about at least one of those things. So uh, Herbert and the Falcons, just keep an eye out if you want to potentially buy low. Um, you know, I understand Herbert, though. There's going to be some people out there, Andy, that have buyer's fatigue simply because uh, things have just gone so sour and people have spent so much money. But you could do pretty much what I did for Joe Burrow a few years ago when Herbert was the hotter rookie of the two. I was like, okay, I think, I think Joe Burrow's better than Justin Herbert. They probably have similar print runs. So let me buy the dip here on Joe Burrow. Now, Andy, Joe Burrow is probably, I would guess 1.5 X to two X prices on Herbert. I, th I think Burrow's better than Herbert, but they, I could see a world where Justin Herbert one day uh, finally gets this team back into the playoffs. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's a perfect storm of stuff. Um, right now, with the Super Bowl stage being set, in the offseason, the coaching carousel, 
you could look at this offseason as a depletion of assets for Joe Burrow, but it, adding of assets for Justin Herbert. I mean, if they they move on from Mike Williams and they add another wide receiver, I mean, what if they add, you know, right now you've got two LSU wide receivers that we could talk about that are projected to go in the first round this right. year. I mean, that, hey, LSU wide receivers seem to be having a pretty high hit rate in the NFL lately. So, yeah. you know, maybe Justin Herbert gets one of those guys, plus Jim Harbaugh. Plus, you know, uh, the, all this other and then all of a sudden the training camp hype and, and you, you know, say the Bengals lose T Higgins and the, uh, you know, Joe Burrow strains his calf again in, in, in training camp all of a sudden, you know, it's just a perfect storm of things that can create hype and hype is what really drives the prices, not, you know, and, and performance, sure, on the field obviously drives those price increases as well. But you got to string those performances together, especially as a quarterback. You got to win games. You got to be talked about in ESPN and NFL circles about, you know, as, as a MVP front runner and this and that, or a playoff contender, you know, or your, your cards are going to lose value heading into that October, November time period. So we, look, we talk about these windows. Certainly, September looks like a, uh, a time period where. Justin Herbert, who is currently lower, as you can still see, uh, compared to Joe Burrow, can actually regain his uh, his top dog status from the 2020 draft class. I think, you know, Carter, Jordan Love could do the same thing in uh, in 2024, to be honest with you. Yeah, but Joe is still going to reign supreme, baby, because yeah. he'll be back and we are going to see the Bengals in the Super Bowl next season. Joe Burrow is fed up with this Patrick Mahomes nonsense. Apparently, Burrow is the only quarterback alive that could beat Patrick Mahomes, not named Tom Brady. So uh, Joe freaking Burrow is going to come back. And uh, if you want to sell your Burrow cards on the low, hit me up at Carter the Power. Um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is like... You know the the machine in the matrix, and Joe Burrow is Neo. You know right. he's he's the he's the chosen one. He's the only one that can take him down. Maybe it's Brock Purdy. Maybe it's Brock Purdy taking down yeah. Mahomes in the Super Bowl. But I have I have to think Christian McCaffrey's going to have a say in that. Let Let's talk Bur Purdy re real quick, Andy, because of the two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, I think when it comes to football cards, he's more fascinating than Patrick Mahomes, simply because Mahomes is Mahomes, right? Uh, his cards are are you know so so much of his cards are just out of our personal range. Purdy's obviously a little bit closer. So Andy, if Joe Schmo came up to you and said, "Hey, I got a variety of Brock Purdy cards. Should I sell them now?" What would you tell them? I I say you don't have to be pressed to sell them. I mean, literally, they're paying Brock Purdy one million dollars and you know everything seems to go right for this guy, um, especially in in big big game i mean well I, I say that but then you look at what happened in the championship game last year when he tore his elbow so it's not necessarily like that but he is locked in as as the 49ers franchise quarterback obviously they've got a dynasty you know it's not like he's going anywhere and uh, they could just continue building around him uh this incredible run game these great weapons i mean you got some serious serious yak monsters on that uh on that team and Brock Purdy, with having such few rookie cards, if you look at uh, the number of different rookie cards Brock Purdy's got, only 1,595, Carter. So half of that of Jordan Love, you know, fewer than Jared Goff by even, you know, 400 or so rookie cards. He's even got fewer different rookie cards than Patrick Mahomes. And just to be clear, these are 
different rookie cards. Each of each of these 1595 have their own print runs. So some of them are going to be one of ones, printing plates, stuff like that. Okay. Um, all this data is pulled from tcdb.com or tradingcarddatabase.com, but it's basically telling you how many different inserts, how many different parallels, how many different base cards, photo variations Brock Purdy has compared to these other guys. And yet his, his buy it now and best offer sold volume is still incredibly high. I mean, really, uh, 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 Chronicles, which is one of the lesser desirable sets, like that gumbo set that comes out, you know, during the summer and it's like, got all these different sets and the base chronicles card in that set is probably the least desirable is there's no chrome finish there's no thick card stock anything like that just a base paper card uh and this one's out of 199 selling for almost 50 dollars today so you could really uh, get really creative with brock purdy cards at this point uh i saw some crazy transactions on unlicensed brock purdy cards as well so i think it's one of those situations where if you've got brock purdy cards and uh, you got them past last summer. Last summer would have been the, the all-time low. Now you're selling them at the all-time high right now. I would sell them this week or hold on to them, get them graded. You know, get them graded. Even CGC, like we talked about yesterday, values can be comparable to a PSA 9, BGS 9. Uh, get Maybe get a gold label or you go for the PSA, get the PSA 10. It's going to add a lot of value to your, uh, to your Brock Purdy cards and you can sell them in September again. Yeah, I, I would be moving if I had a Brock Purdy collection of like, say, 10 cards, I'm moving nine of them. Now, Andy, as you know, this card in particular, these rated rookies optics last year, I just love the design of them. I have one in my hand right here, Jameson Williams. I, I just love the way that they look. So if I had like cards like this in PSA 9, PSA 10 slabs, I'm moving them. I, I just am. This is the Super Bowl hype window, right? Brock Purdy is on the ascent. And you got to ask yourself this question. How long do you think this Brock Purdy train will keep moving, right? I understand he gets some comparisons to Jimmy G, but Jimmy G could not make plays outside of the pocket like Brock Purdy can. I think Purdy is better than Jimmy G. I still don't think Brock Purdy is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And I I would move a good bit of my um, Purdy inventory right now if I had any at all. Um, I mean, look at what happened in the NFC Championship game. A miracle. An absolute miracle of uh, epic proportions. A ball flying off the face mask of a Lions defensive player. I feel mm. bad for our Lions collectors in here, most notably Hector. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm at least moving some of it. And I'm also, Andy, thinking about moving some of my skill position players on the 49ers as well. Yeah, I would definitely move Christian McCaffrey. You know, just with the age that he's at, I get he's he, he's been such a stud, so consistent this year. Um, I mean, just phenomenal career year for him, in my opinion, just with all the forced missed tackles and the yards after catch, the touchdowns, the yardage. I mean, it's been insane. So, yeah, I would move I would move Christian McCaffrey as well right now on height because, I mean, and I'm just looking at the 30-day, but if you look at the six-month trend on Christian McCaffrey, I mean, it's, it's pretty wild, man. I mean, most of his cards are up big, big time. And, um yeah, a lot of hype. So, and it's not just this, it's veteran cards. It It's 2023, 2022, 49ers uniform cards as well. I think you move Christian McCaffrey. Debo Samuel's another one. 
from 2019. Yeah. I mean, his hype just absolutely shot through the roof uh, this past game. And so he's selling for a lot. Obviously, Brandon Ayuk, his rookie autos, like the base rookie autos spiked up to $100 again. I mean, plenty of Debo Samuel spiked up to 150 And you combine that with 2019 draft class. The interesting, interesting thing about Debo is Debo spiked back in 2022, uh, the beginning of 2022 season. If you'll remember, 2021, Debo was injured, and then he comes into the 2022 season, and all of a sudden he's getting all those handoffs um, and getting a ton of work, breaking a ton of tackles, and his his stock went through the roof, and then they bring in Christian McCaffrey. It's kind of been more balanced out between CMC and Debo, but Debo's prices still say stay high because he's uh, still does what he does and he's part of the 49ers. And then Brandon Ayuk really emerged big time this year, although we've known he's been good for a couple of years now. So, um, yeah, all those guys are selling for a lot. I mean, you could even look on the defensive side, uh, Carter. I mean, you got veterans like Fred Warner, you know, have very few rookie cards that you could look at selling heading into the Super Bowl here because you just never know when they're going to get back. And then also you just have so much hype right now for all kinds of, of creative, different, obscure type cards that um, that you, you typically may not have. And so, yeah, it's nice to take advantage of that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking up some of the defensive players. You know, one guy that, continues to surprise me and it not not surprise me but stun me with his ability as chris jones right you can still buy his 2016 prism autos for under a hundo i mean this is a guy especially if they win this super Bowl's a lock uh for for the hall of fame but yeah i mean obviously we've always wanted defensive players to become a thing but man it's all about the offensive guys um you know, Rasheed Rice, I actually looked at his prices this morning, Andy. Dear Lord. I mean, over 350 for Prism Autos. Now, of course, they're numbered. Uh, in this year's Prism, there's a lot of, like, of these red shimmer parallels. So it looks really good with that color match. But Rasheed Rice, I mean, it's it's insane if you're a young position, skill position guy on a good team. It, it's amazing what these cards can go for. Oof, yeah, Rasheed Rice is is on fire. And I, I do think the Chiefs add skill positions uh, players, particularly in the wide receiver room, to their offense this offseason, which is really scary if you think about it. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm actually – I would recommend that you take advantage because not only is Rasheed Rice right now very hyped up, but he's also a rookie. So you combine those two things and you can get some crazy prices – only for his supply to continue to grow over the next three months. So when I look at Rashi Rice, and let's share the screen here real quick, Carter. And we pull, we we filter down to just Kansas City, and we look at the amount of different uh, cards that Rashi Rice currently has. One thousand eight hundred and eighty. All right, this is going to keep growing to like four thousand by summertime you know by like may june you know they probably released their last set for uh the this past draft class the 2023 draft class sometime in july or august even sometimes it gets pushed that far out uh and by that point he's gonna have four thousand different rookie cards over double the supply of what he's got now and some of these are big sets you know we're talking optic contenders select you know, so he's going to have a lot of big releases 
yet to uh, coming out in, in the near future. And I think you want to take advantage because I've not only seen the prism autos going for 300, 350, I've seen the mosaic autos that are non-serial numbered going for 150. And that is four times as much as what they probably should be going for, even if he was still Rashi Rice, still an alpha wide receiver for the Chiefs. Okay, let's say they don't add anybody this offseason, but the supply just increases. I think those values go down to around $50, you know, for that card. So uh, yeah, 100%. You're pulling a Rashi Rice out of a pack. You're turning around, slabbing that that thing up in a one-touch. I wouldn't send it to a grading company. I would list it immediately. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. And once again, it comes down to this. Do you also believe Rashi Rice as a talent is special? I don't think he's special. I think he's very, very, very good. Uh, but is he Puka Nakua? No. Is he... Of that caliber, no. Like, if Andy, if I were to ask you, would you take Rasheed Rice or Jalen Waddle? Who are you taking? Who I got to go, Jalen Waddle. Right. Even yeah. even if even if Waddle didn't have the season you thought he had, I, I'm still taking Waddle, who's the number two option of a team the Chiefs beat. So, yes, I understand Rasheed Rice. The only thing I, I would say about him, Andy, is if Travis Kelsey does retire. I do think the news of him retiring could cause a bump in mm -hmm. Rishi Rice's prices uh, because obviously Rice becomes a, a bigger story if, if Travis Kelsey decides to ride off into the sunset with Miss Red. You know that song? Right, right, right next to his, uh, his shirtless brother chug, chugging a beer. <laughs> Let's go. That's gonna yeah. that's gonna be Andy and I at the 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 national uh, next year in, in our in our booth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um. But but still, I I I just I I think Rasheed Rice is gonna be very good. I think he'll be what next year probably a twelve to fourteen point per game fantasy football score next year. So good. I think he'll be a good wide receiver too. I just don't think I'm drafting him at wide receiver one prices now. Uh, you hear Andy and I talk about underdog fantasy. Make sure you sign up now. Deposit match bonus. Use the promo code Quest, and it's a lot of fun. You can go on ahead and start drafting your teams for next season. I did a draft uh, earlier today with uh, Underdog Fantasy, and um, I've had a lot of success on Underdog this past season. And I am a mediocre fantasy football player, so make sure you check it out. Um, you know, Andy, I, I, I do want to get into the prism hype uh, for, for this year, okay? Andy, I'm going to give you a hot take. This is my favorite prism card design since the 2020 class. Do you agree or disagree? And let me know what you guys think in the chat. You you said um, that this year's prism is the best design you've seen. Yes, and like it is, it is my favorite looking prism card since the 2020 class. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mine, mine for sure. Yeah, I, I really, I really do like the uh, the prism design this year. It looks great, man. Uh, it sells really well. Kind of disappointing not getting autos and serial number cards out of retail boxes, but um, you know the the, the uh, blasters and megas. But overall, uh, from consensus, from talking to Ziggy 
and know who's been on a couple times and he's bought into a ton of different invested almost four thousand dollars into uh, a variety of different breaks and you know watched watched all the different breaks and all that kind of good stuff it, it seems that uh, the hobby boxes are giving out better hits but then at the same time you, it's a pretty it's a pretty decent um variety of orange lasers orange discos cracked ice uh, cards that you're getting out of blaster boxes and just the the base prisms like so we've seen the cj shroud prism spike up to five hundred dollars raw for that card the the base uh silver prism silver yeah yeah i mean sam laporta jameer gibbs Bijan, rashi rice those are all going for 50 a piece so you just get one of those it pays for the box it also is a great thick card yeah it, it definitely seems that uh, panini puts a good quality behind the prism set so i'm excited to see what they do with optic and contenders and select this year as well I see the chat is uh, getting lit over. Yeah, uh, yeah, the chat is lit, man. They were distracting uh, me. Uh, yeah, well, our high school playing careers. Okay, um, let's not talk about our playing careers. <laughs> Mine was short lived. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any. If you if you didn't play Division One Power Five football, uh, the chances of of you bragging about your football career is very slim. Okay, I, I was. A fairly good high school football player, but um, but yeah, let's not talk about our our our, our career. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I freaking freaking love Prism uh, this year. I really do. Makes me want to go rip uh, some more of it. Andy, uh, we do have to get to hobby tip of the week, and can I go first? Is it? Is oh okay? yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got burned on uh, the CJ Stroud auction right here and ended for $45 for a base CJ Stroud card. And nobody, uh, the, the person that won didn't pay for the card, sent him a few messages and didn't respond. Just pay for the card. If you win the card, pay for it. I mean, I, it seems like it's, a, it's it's just an absolute crazy concept. And if you can't pay for it, just message a person some excuse like my dog ate it or my kid got the phone or whatever case may, may, may be. Um, I actually prefer that. I've had that happen to me as well. Kid grabbed the phone. Uh, I prefer that because at least you're giving me some communication. But if you win an auction, pay for the card. Okay. Um, and the reason why Andy, a lot of these kinds of base cards um, don't get paid for is what people will do is they will bid on multiple base card auctions, just pay for the lowest or the lower ones, and just cancel the rest of them um, just so mm -hmm. they can get the absolute best price. And it's a crappy thing to do. Uh, I've heard of people doing this for a while, and that just sucks when you're auctioning off non-rare base cards. So another lesson to me, this is a card that I pulled. I I, I would never buy a base uh, CJ Stroud rookie card, but – um, that's another reason why you want to stick with rarer numbered and autoed cards, right? Uh, it just, it, it just saves you that problem uh, from happening to you. So, um, that's my happy tip of the week. Thanks to our friends at offseason.com. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this week I'm going to talk, uh, uh, my hobby tip is really, 
not not buying players that are actually in the game that you're watching um unless you really just it's 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 all collection value to you and you and you plan to kind of hold that forever and pass it down you really don't care how much you spend on the card so this past sunday i saw an insane uh, amount of sold volume for the lions players and i believe a lot of that volume happened in the first half of that game i mean we're talking you know with brock purdy's in the past uh 24 hours after the game about 650 you know if you add it up Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Jared Goff, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, and David Montgomery, you added all five of those guys up, you were well over a thousand. I mean, you were probably close to 1,500 buy now and best offer sold cards uh, in the first half of that game, only for <laughs> the third quarter to just completely fall off the rails, you know? And you, I mean, these, I'm sure there was a lot of people that were really upset and maybe about their buying decisions so i would say focus on buying anybody that's not in the in the game that you're actually watching like um and in that way you know yeah you're probably going to get a better deal but also you're not going to be super disappointed if they go on and lose that game like you're not i know it's exciting to probably make a bet that's like in-game parlay type bet you know or in-game prop betting uh it's kind of exciting and at least with the card you get to actually hold that card for a potential future event whether it's you know free agency or the draft or or next season and and so forth and so on uh so it's a little bit different but typically anytime you're impulse buying uh players in the game you're paying a premium that's baked in uh making that like quick decision and, and buying that card uh, I totally agree with Gabe. Ziggy is a man. Uh, five aces. Look at this. He said he sold two 2016 Jared Goff rookies on best offers in the first half. I was surprised it got paid. There you go. That is some great. Andy, that just gives me a tingling feeling inside, man. I'm glad you were unlike me. Five aces, 88. And you actually yeah. got paid uh, for your football card sale. But C.J. Stroud has a far longer career ahead of him than Jared Goff. I am happy you were able to sell at the peak as well, five aces, 88. That's some that's some good stuff uh, right there. Um, totally agree with this one as well, Andy. Yeah, because I think this may have been how five aces, 88 got paid. The eBay implemented a, um, a, a pay up front, basically put in your payment information up front for buy it nows. So as soon as they implement this to Chalk's Cards uh, point for auctions, that will make us all uh, better. I, I, I think we'll all benefit from that. So when you bid on an auction, you have to put your payment information in up front. So when you win it, it'll automatically uh, debit your account and the card will be paid for just like they, they have that option now and buy it now. And I think eventually it'll be default. Uh, and I'm looking forward to following up with Paul and Connor over at uh, Sports Card Strategy with NoOffSeason.com because they were at Culture Collision this past week, and I'm interested to see if there's any um, uh, news uh, or takeaway from uh, eBay implementing this strategy coming out of that show. Totally agree. I mean, it they should do it for auctions. I mean, they should just do it for everything. If we're if we're, if we're being honest, um, you know. Uh, 
Hector had a, a really interesting tip about the fat packs. I've seen some people pull some absolutely insane fat packs. I mean, insane. Red, white, and blue C.J. Stroud and a silver C.J. Stroud in the same pack. I saw that this morning on Facebook. I mean, that is stupendously lucky, obviously. But still, uh, that is crazy uh, to, to get that. Here's one from Hector as well. Sold at 199 instead of 200 and sold quicker. Uh, people like to avoid the eBay authentic, uh, authentic, uh, authentication. There we go. Delays. Uh, yeah. So, Andy, uh, for those that don't know, if, if you sell a card at 200, it gets shipped off to uh, a company in, in Florida and they authenticate it. Yeah, I had to. I had this happen to me a couple of times, and I was like, wait a minute. That was not who bought my card when I printed out the shipping label. It was like CO somewhere going somewhere in California. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not who bought my car. And I go back and look, oh, eBay authenticity guarantees. You have to send it out to the grading company for them to authenticate it. And then they send it to the to the buyer. So it's got to go a couple extra steps. It takes a few extra days. I mean, they're they're pretty quick about it, but still... I mean, it, that's definitely going to add a couple days to your uh, your order. So I like this strategy. Plus, I've always viewed uh, 199 or 195 versus 200 a psychological um, kind of boost to the to the, you know the appeal of the card if it's just lower than than that round number as well. Thanks again to our friends at NoOffSeason.com. Make sure you check them out. And yeah, I, I'm interested, Andy. If people went to the Culture Collision show, if you or if you've been to a show recently, I'm setting up at a show here in a few weeks in Bossier City, that's North Louisiana in the Shreveport area. So if you're interested, February 17th is going to be a free and open show. Um, your success at card shows, how have they been? Andy, you had a very successful national. You just did. You made some really good plays. You made some big plays on some Brandon IU cards. And uh, you you won big, obviously, because Brandon Ayuk is an absolute monster. Uh, so and Tua, <laughs> and Tua. you, you bought those Tua's, yeah. So I I'm interested uh, how everyone has done recently at live card shows. I've not been to one myself in a few weeks. Uh, Andy, when's the last one you been to? What was it? The National? Yeah, it was the National. But I'm not going to just go to the National this year. Um, so if you're in the Tampa Bay, St. Pete, Clearwater area and got a card show coming up, hit me up, send me a private message somewhere. I'm, I'm looking to get out to, um, a couple card shows, at least two or three this year, my goal before the national and, um, see what kind of deals, uh, can be found at a, a local card show. I don't want to go into the national, uh, dry this year. I want to have a little bit more of a refined, uh, focus and strategy because last year there were a, a few cards that I know I missed out on. So this year I want to try and do a little bit better, even though we did good. Well, I profited on on Brandon Ayuk big time, Tua big time. Uh, sold both of those, made nice profits in the beginning of September. Even Jahan Dotson too. Um, and but I'm still holding to Brees Hall and Jalen Waddle. It's it's okay. I feel like uh, I'm gonna end up profiting on those cards one day. But, um, yeah, I'm looking to, to refine my strategy for this upcoming national and maybe even set up as a, uh, a seller at a local show 
if it's um you know economical in terms of like the setup and everything i think that would be fun as well yeah i mean if people want to sit at my booth you're you're more than welcome to come on uh i'll be doing i'm also there to do interviews and then media stuff uh so i i'm very 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 uh excited about that uh before plays of the week we are going to take questions uh, let's go to Chad Dyer. Chad's been rocking with us. Chad, Gabe, Hector, a lot of our OGs, Mr. T. Let's go to Chad. He says he's going to quarterbacks only in 2024. No position, guys. Chad, what, what's going on with Chad? Man? This, is, this is bad. No, this is bad, not- man. I th- I th- uh, I'm, I'm wondering if Chad uh, diversified in too many backup quarterbacks. Um. I'm wondering what his position player uh, portfolio looked like. I, I know Chad is is down in the weeds, so uh, that would be interesting to see what his. Um, I have to I have to follow up with you in the Discord, Chad, uh, to to kind of pick your brain further on that. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's I get quarterbacks have the highest upside, like per per card. But I think on on average, they're harder to hit. It's like hitting on a uh, Hall of Fame, Super Bowl winning caliber head coach or something. You know, it's like hitting on a quarterback is much harder than hitting on a skill position player that, you know, has got the athletic profile um, and the the numbers to justify. It's just a matter of them getting the opportunity and all of a sudden they get the spike game and and you're profiting. So, yeah, that's an interesting one. Brandon Harlow says, I have like 40 cards to send a PSA, big cards. Any suggestions for cleaning and submitting? Well, Brandon, you are in luck, uh, my friends. Is, is If you're not a member of the Football Card Quest Patreon, is Brandon a member? Yeah, Brand, Brandon's a member, actually. Brand, yeah, Brandon and I have been chatting back and forth uh, in the private messages. Okay. And um, yeah, I, th- I think he is going to send me some cards. Uh, 40, 40 is a lot. That's a lot of, that's a big submission, but you think, you think you can handle it, Andy cleaning? <laughs> yeah, we, we've done it before. Uh, it is a lot. Um, right now I'm kind of, I'm kind of backlogged, but we're getting, we're getting caught up slowly, but surely here into the new year. Um, and cleaning, submitting, I would say my biggest tip is you don't want to be too rough with a card <laughs> and you definitely want to use like uh fine little little lens cloth so shout out to uh cgc cards they sent me this one but yeah you want to use something like you would use to clean your eyeglasses with and be very gentle with the card now there is a a company called kurt's card care that sells like a whole kit you know it's got a little brush right if it's a nice chrome card don't put your fingerprints on it make sure you're wearing gloves you know you definitely want to hold the card very gingerly typically from the edges, you know, so you can avoid getting fingerprints on it. You also, I've had a, a guy um, that sent me a bunch of cards that packaged them in um, kind of unorthodox. I mean, they were packaged very securely, but there was like, if there's any type of little, uh, if it's not, com- the way I'm trying to describe it, it's not completely flat the way you package cards. It can leave an indent in the card if it's there too long. So, really? Yeah, I mean, anything, like anything. Like, so for example, if you had, you know how a lot of people put a little sticky tab on the top of their card and then they'll put it in 
the card saver. Don't do that. Don't do that because the compression of the card saver with the sticky tab inside of it with the card underneath will cre- can create a little indent in the top of that card. So you're that talking about like sticky tabs there. like this. Yes. Okay. Yes. I would not recommend I would not recommend doing that because that just that little a bit of uh, of of difference there, you know, thickness between and then you go all of a sudden you go and you take a couple card savers and they're pushed together. Now all of a sudden you could create a situation where you're you're making indents in the top of your cards that they're going to see as soon as they examine the surface. You look at it at an angle with the light bouncing off of it, and there's an indent. And and unfortunately, Mark had like indents in half of his cards because of that. Crypto Nut 007 says PSA hates those anyway. So there you go. Uh, that look, look at that. I, I I've seen people do that, Andy. And I didn't quite understand it. I guess it's just to pull it out. Pause. Um, always good advice. Uh, but I, I guess that's why that they 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 did it. But I, mm, I, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't I don't I don't th- I don't think you should you, you should do that. Uh, but um, but yeah, I I've actually never submitted uh, anything to PSA. I, I I've gone through others. Uh, to to do that, uh, but um, but yeah, let's see here. Brees Hall to the moon. A few of our viewers say. Uh, good. Well, before you answer that, good luck um, to Randy Ferguson. Uh, Randy, I hope you're a member. Is he is he a member of the Patreon uh, yet? Randy Ferguson. He says he has a show Saturday, and he's hoping that his sales are better than in December when his sales were half of what they usually were. Well, Randy, best of luck, man. Yeah, I mean, December is typically a low month. I mean, you're coming off of the midseason dip. I mean, actually, December, the first half of December is still a, a, a big midseason dip time period. I mean, if you look at the 90-day low prices on some of these 49ers players, it was in mid-December. Same thing with Chiefs players. So, you know, that's just the the nature of the beast. When they're not winning all the games, they're not on top of all the highlights. Um, You know, there's a lot of other people that are the focus, projecting who's MVPs, who's winning games, making those late-season pushes. Um, You know, you look at the, the, the Super Bowl contenders that are there now, well, a lot of them weren't in that limelight. So, um, yeah, December was a uh, is always is always a slower month. So is November. So, yeah, your sales are going to be much, much better right now. Yeah, uh, Tim makes a good point as well. Tim, probably the only person as big of a Jaden fan as I am. He says, I think PSA cuts the card savers to get the card out anyway. I believe they do as mm-hmm. well. So. Um, and Randy, yeah, please join in. You can talk to me one on one. You can talk to Andy one on one. That's all a part of your your membership if you choose to do so. And uh, there's a whole community of people in there, uh, like Chad and Late Stick, who are super sharp when it comes to cards. So we want you in there. Um, you know, Mister T kind of takes my play of the week here, Andy, and I, I'm going to go ahead and roll mine out here. Um, he says he's got a couple of Malik Neighbors autos and number. Um, at Bowman Chrome U at PSA 
um, right now. Um, that's why I play of the week, Dan. I, I'm just I'm just going to be real with you, Andy. Uh, I, I wanted to wait for this hot take to be on here before I shared with my LSU brethren tonight. Marvin Harrison is not better than Malik Neighbors. I'm Ooh. sorry. I'm sorry. Malik Neighbors is the best football player in this draft. And this is to me the and and I always thought Jamar Chase was the best wide receiver I've ever seen at LSU. Malik Neighbors is right there. I still think Jamar Chase is a better NFL prospect. Um, there was never a time in my life I was more certain about any LSU player. Uh, being an NFL star since Patrick Peterson with Jamar Chase. But I know it's super biased. I get it. But y'all, Malik Neighbors is is going to be stupid good. And there is huge, huge, huge rumors going out there about him going to the Chargers with freaking Justin Herbert. And that will freaking be nuclear. And it would not shock me if Malik Neighbors is a wide receiver one in fantasy next year. So come at me how you want. That's perfectly fine. I've gotten some things right on here. Gotten some things wrong on here. Um, Malik Neighbors' Bowman cards look absolutely beautiful. The dude works his ass off. He's he's not like the last wide receiver we had who got caught in a big uh, gambling scheme uh, I don't know if you saw that, Andy, or not. It was absolutely insane. Uh, Malik is that dude. He is that freaking dude. And I will fist fight anyone that says otherwise. Watch out, Malik Neighbors. Yeah, now's a, I think now's a, a great time to get in because you look at last year, we started really seeing price increases on all the college athletes. Um after the senior bowl heading into pro days combine so right now is senior bowl practice week right carter uh, yeah, and the senior, the senior bowl is this weekend yeah yeah senior bowl so this was going to be my other hobby tip of the week okay now the, and, and i i forgot i'm i and I, I went with something else earlier because i was just pissed at myself but i want to give like a public one you know what's interesting? So yesterday, Andy, there was the um, the Senior Bowl weigh-ins. And did you see what they did to release the weigh-in information? They put the players on a virtual, like, GIF card. And yeah. It's, it, it's so cool. So I, cool how they're doing it. I wish that they actually made cards of them in their Senior Bowl. That would be so cool. They make a Senior Bowl set and have their measurables and all that stuff on there. Um, it, it's amazing like, how much money panini spins in advertising like they they get the Reese senior bowl the panini also freaking sponsors the elite 11 they spend a lot of money on the elite 11 which is a quarterback prospect camp i i i find that uh to be so interesting but yes it is a senior bowl week andy and um and we're getting these measurables and i have a few player takes i'll save that for the next episode but yeah man senior bowl it's it's a good time yeah, it's and so this is just going to lead to hype for you know draft uh, projections and and we know the draft is one of the most hyped sporting events of the year. I mean, it just comes at the perfect time. Uh, it's it's going to be so hyped, man. Um, and so right now is when you want to buy the college player cards heading into this time period because once you get 
past the senior bowl, you get into uh, pro days, combines, all the NFL fans are watching that stuff and they're going to be reacting kind of like they do with, um, with football and they're going to make those purchases on, on eBay. And so you see the prices being driven up and it's also uh, combined with the fact that these players have very few rookie cards to begin with. And so that can easily lead to some serious price increases. By the time you get to the, the combine and then, you know, a couple weeks before the NFL draft or even a month before the draft, I mean, their prices are already double compared to what they are now. So I think right now is the best time to be buying these guys because two months out from the draft, is it's it's too late. I think you're already seeing a ton of pricing because there's very few rookie cards. It's not like you're buying into uh, Jordan Love where you know he's got 4,000 different rookie cards and you can kind of stalk auctions. I mean, with these college guys, it's it's very few and far in between, man. It's you got very limited selection, and you kind of have to just get what you can get at a decent price compared to uh, his recent comps and compared to what you can find from similar players with similar card supplies. Yeah, and look, Andy, we we shared this before on here. The NFL draft is so big for football cards. I mean, it's so freaking big. And I know you do way deeper data analysis than anyone else on this topic. But when you really think about it, it is the one shared thing that every team has every year. And everybody's positive, right? Every single fan is happy during the NFL draft. Almost every single fan. Uh, If you have a terrible draft, I, I get it. But even then, Andy, there's always hope for the future. And we're coming off a draft where the Houston Texans no one was just totally in love with the C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson thing. I mean, some people were. I wasn't. And look at what that happened. I mean, the, the the way we feel about the Texans is totally different now. And it's because of that one NFL draft night. They killed it. They made two home run picks, and then the next day they took Tank Dell. Um, it's amazing what the NFL draft can do. As a football card buyer and seller, Andy, people should take advantage of that, Right. Understand, people get freaking excited about the draft. They they do, right? And it's not only the players that are being drafted. It's the skill guys that are around them, right? If the Bears do take Caleb Williams, guess what's going to happen to DJ Moore? Oh yeah, there's, there's going to up. It's going to go up, Andy. It's it's, yeah. it's going to go up. Yeah, yeah, and he and he's a guy like 2018 draft class, great rookie scarcity. Um, you can even buy the Bears, like the 2023 DJ Moore stuff. If somebody's cutting you a deal, I love it, especially ultra rare stuff, autographed, serial numbered, case hits. Um, yeah, if you can cut it, if you can get a deal on any of that stuff, I love it because he's he's under contract there. Whether they stick with Justin Fields or they draft Caleb Williams, uh, DJ Moore's uh, bona fide alpha, one of the highest target shares in the league. I mean, just just and and you saw the the ceiling for DJ Moore in a single game can literally be four touchdowns, fifty plus fantasy points. Where that's everybody, that's all people talk about. DJ Moore, you know. So he's he's still an absolute beast. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league, and uh, so you can you can buy him at will. Um, but I love this man with so much quarterback hype this year. It's going to be very very exciting around draft time. Uh, which is going to create a ton of buzz for the NFL. So a lot of people think the season's over. Oh, now it's time to buy NFL. Watch out, man, because all of these rumors 
is leading to price increases. And so we'll be here throughout the offseason. We'll be, uh, you know, documenting the players that are going up, the sold volume. We'll be sharing those uh, price changes with you guys, the ups and downs uh, to share all that information with you guys. so You can make those educated decisions, but don't don't fall for the the trap that this is the end of the season. The true offseason does not start until after the draft. You know, these coaching changes matter. The free agency signings matter. And then the draft matters big time. So the true offseason does not start until after the draft. You know, one thing that's very interesting, Andy, about this top eight is, like, you look at these schools. I mean, these are big brand schools, too. I mean, you're looking at Caleb Williams, USC and Oklahoma. North Carolina, not a big school, but, I mean, they've had a lot of NFL uh, success. Then you have LSU, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, Notre Dame, and UCLA, which has had some football success. I mean, you factor in all those fan bases, right? I wouldn't be a Malik Neighbors fan if he didn't play at LSU, right? I mean, it, it's 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 crazy that um, it, it, that I, I think college cards during this draft cycle could could get really hot. And mm-hmm. um, we've not talked a lot about Brock Bowers, but we'll, we'll save him for another day. Um, Andy, it's time for play of the week. I gave mine out. Malink neighbors buys college stuff. Now it's only going to go up any for you. Yeah, man, I'm all in on Drake London and the Atlanta Falcons. I want to, I just want to hang my hat on, on this guy all off season. Cause I'm super excited about them upgrading a quarterback. I, and then also really excited about Zach Robinson coming in with Raheem Mo, uh, Morris at uh, head coach. I think Zach Robinson is going to revolutionize this offense. And, um, you know, even as a Tampa Bay fan, I'm unbiased when I look at in terms of, uh, you know, fantasy projections. So I think Drake London's a guy that uh, you'll be able to draft this offseason, especially early in the offseason process, um, probably closer to the 10th round. Like, you know, we're talking probably wide receiver 25 or something type range. I mean, you just did a big board draft. So I'm sure Drake London went somewhere in that range, I'm guessing. But I think he's going to uh, finish more like wide receiver 15 or better, depending on how good of quarterback play we get out of whoever they bring in and in Atlanta. Uh, but certainly this is a huge upgrade to this team and the offense and I think it's it's going under the radar big time. Uh, and so Drake London, in comparison, he's super cheap, man. Super cheap now. He's also got a lot of rookie cards with that early first-round draft capital uh, from 2022. And, um, you know, if you're getting too much competition on London, well, you just, you know, you switch over to buying Kyle Pitts, you know. Um, the, the, the One thing that I think – a, a former uh, quarterbacks coach and pro football focus senior analyst is going to do is unlock the strengths in their players. And, and that's, you know, using Kyle Pitts better, using Drake London better, using B. John Robinson better. I mean, it's exciting for, for Falcons. I'm sure their, their fans are excited for next year. So I want to get out ahead of that and buy these guys as when I can find really good deals and auctions. Let's go to Joe's question here. I just got a CJ Stroud neon green pulser PSA 10 back. I'm guessing this is a prism neon green pulser. So 
these are somewhat common. They're not numbered, but you got it in a PSA 10 format. He says, should I hold it until next season or start an auction ASAP while the pop count is low? Yeah, I wouldn't start. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this one in auction right now because I think you're going to have so many buyers for CJ Stroud. You just don't know when it's going to happen because this is green. If it, if, now, if this was blue or red, which are super popular color uh, matches for CJ Stroud and the Texans, then I would say, okay, yeah, let's get this going in an auction. Uh, but this one, I think you're going to find an impulse buyer that's going to pay too much for it, which is great for you. But I don't think you're going to get as much as you want in an auction. I would highly recommend you do this in a buy it now. I think the pop count is going to stay low. And you got this is from Prism, right? So it's not like it's a bad set. You've got a really good set here. So um, it's going to hold good long term. I would just put it in a buy it now uh, for the price that you want in comparison to what the others are selling for. You know, try and get you like a, a nice. If you find a green Pulsar PSA 10 auction, try and list yours for like 25, 30% higher and accept offers, you know, accept it like offers uh, maybe 10% lower than what you listed at and see if you can sell it at that. I, I think you will find a buy it now buyer. Um, I would, I would prefer you do it that way. All right. And uh, let's take this from Hector. You think prism portrait variations will always be worth less than the silvers are they rarer this is an interesting one man because the the portrait variations this year have done pretty good but i'm not convinced yet that they're gonna hold good long term compared to the base uh photo variation silver the true prism silver it's one of those things man People just love it. They go back to it. They know it. They trust it. Uh, so they constantly go back to it. Whereas these variations, you know, just like we thought the 2012 retro variation was going to do great. That does half of what the true silver is. The variations, the uh, portrait variations are doing well now. We thought the micro mosaics were doing really well. And I thought they were going to stick around. Those have fallen way back now that we have downtowns color blast and kabooms on the market so yeah i i like the photo variations the portrait variations this year a lot i don't think they're gonna do quite as good as the um the base silver still except maybe carter with certain players where the the base photo is so bad that people <laughs> automatically go to the photo variation just because the photo is so bad. You know, you can think about this for Derek Carr, Jamar Chase from 2021, you know. Or, or Travis Kelsey, obviously. Travis that, Kelsey. That, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's not a, a prism, but yeah, it's – it's. Um, I, I, I'll i answer this, um, Hector. I love the portraits. I've always been a, a portrait guy for a rookie card just because it, 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 it shows uh, – glimpse into the future it's him not in a football pose i know that goes counterintuitive uh of, of, of everything but i i i miss the portraits where the players are looking towards the future right so i'm talking about dak prescott 2016 portrait i'm talking about 2018 you got josh allen and lamar jackson looking into the future seeing patrick mahomes ripping his ripping their hearts out every year in the playoffs 
uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, the, the thing is, Andy, people love silvers and they love the original silvers. They might not love base rookie cards, but I, I, I don't know what it is. People have always loved silvers. So there you go. Andy, we appreciate each and every person in here every week. Please hit the subscribe button, ring the bell. One way to get your question answered is come on over to the Discord Patreon server. Football cards. Um, Patreon.com slash football cards is where you can see us. All a part of the NoOffSeason.com sports card network. Andy, is there anything else you'd like to share to the lovely people of the Football Card Quest Nation? Yes, man. I appreciate all of you guys. And if you're not subscribed by now, what are you doing? So uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in today. Hope you enjoyed the show. I uh, can't wait to dig into a lot of off-season topics. I know everybody next week is going to be talking about Super Bowl this, Super Bowl that, which is why we didn't really talk a whole lot about the Super Bowl other than, yeah, take advantage of the hype and sell players where you can if you're making good profit. Um, otherwise, we're already moving on. We want to get out ahead of tomorrow's news and share that with you guys today. That is our primary goal. So, um, so yeah, that's what we're going to keep doing, right? So you tune in next week. It's not going to be all about Super Bowl. It's going to be more about focusing uh, forward to the future and how we can get out ahead of that. Let's do it. All right, guys. Peace out. Boom. All right. Peace.